Amen. I was uh, pondering on the service this morning and praying. And I'll be honest, through the through the week, I, I was asking the Lord. I said, Lord, I, I ain't got nothing to say to these people right now. Just I ain't got a word from you as far as this morning's service. And I come in this morning early like I went through my normal routine of studying and praying and asking the Lord what he'd have us to do for the morning service. And he, he began giving me instructions how, how he wanted me to, to, to do the service as far as the, the order of it and different things. And uh, I just went ahead and I started just preparing and, and praying on the service for this afternoon. And while I was doing that, God began to speak to my heart. And God gave me just in about 10 minutes. God gave me just a few words that I want to tell you this morning. And as I began to think about this and what God began to put on my heart, uh, uh, this is one of them, uh, I guess, fly by the seat of your pants kind of things. Uh, I like it when God gives it and I've got time to prepare. But uh, God gave me this about 8 o'clock this morning as we was praying. And uh, I began to ponder and, and begin to think, and this is more for the church. If you're here this morning, you're lost, you've never been saved, listen, I promise you, if you'll get in this thing and get saved by the grace of God, be the best thing you've ever done. You'll never, you'll, never, you'll never regret coming to Jesus. Amen. Amen. And I appreciate everybody that's here this morning. I see several visitors. We thank God for you being here. If you come for the business, you'll have to come back another Sunday, all right? Uh, we had to reschedule them, and so we, uh, we're, uh, we're going to do that. But we appreciate what God's doing right now. I appreciate God taking a hard time and God getting glory out of it. And through this entire thing, my prayer has been from day one when Brother Danny called me, and he said, uh, I got bad news. And he began to tell me what he had. And, and we began to pray and began to go through this thing together with him and his family and with our church family. My prayer has been through it all, and I, I believe this was his prayer too, that God get the most glory out of it. And the thing about death is we don't like it. Brother David, he tells me when we go to, go to the, re, uh, the funeral home, he said, I don't ever get used to this place. I don't think God intended us to get used to it. But the thing about death is man is not in control of it. So it's of God. When Jesus died and rose again, he, he rose victorious over what do we say? Death, hell, and the grave. He's the controller of it. So we know it's, it's of God. I know that's hard to grasp. Amen. That scripture, Romans chapter 8, says all things work together for the good of those that believe and are called according to his purpose. Amen. That's easy preaching, but hard living. But every now and then, God let us take them verses like that. Boy, they just settle in our heart in times like this. And peace floods my soul. Peace like a river. Deuteronomy chapter number 34. Deuteronomy chapter number 34. I'll let you turn. I preached last Sunday morning. Y'all remember the message. Some of you do. Some of you ain't got a clue. Last Sunday morning, I preached on the eagle, and I preached, I preached, when God stirs your nest, little did I know, preaching that message, what God put on our heart, when God stirs your nest, little did I know that God would stir my nest as a preacher, my, as a pastor, God would stir our nest as a church, God would stir a dear family in our church's nest this week. Little did I know that from Sunday to Wednesday that God would do exactly what we preached. Amen. Can you agree with me on that? God stirred our nest. Amen. He's kind of thrown us out of the nest, but he's going to be right there to catch us. Amen. Don't ever forget that. 
I began to ponder it this morning. God began to put this thought in my heart and began to, began to go back to the end of Moses' life. And Moses, we cannot deny in the Word of God, he was a man that was used greatly for the Lord. God used Moses in a great, great way. Amen. He was the deliverer of the children of Israel. He was the man that God used and God gave him direction to go into Pharaoh's palace. And God used him to show those great signs and mighty wonders under Pharaoh. It was Moses that God spoke through to give instruction to the children of Israel and to lead them out of the darkest time in their history and to deliver them and bring them safely across the Red Sea into the wilderness. It was Moses that God used for 40 years leading that bunch as they complained, as they murmured as they sinned against God in the good times and in the bad times. Moses was a man used of God. He was a man that this congregation of people had looked at for 40 years and they had followed him and we come down to this place in Deuteronomy chapter number 34 and the Bible says in verse number 5, so Moses the servant of the Lord died there in the land of Moab according to the word of the Lord and buried him in a valley of Moab over against Beth Peor but no man knoweth of his sepulcher unto this day. The Lord buried Moses and the Bible says Moses was 120 years old when he died and his eye was not dim nor his natural force abated and the children of Israel wept for Moses in the plains of Moab 30 days. That one that they said at one time they was going to kill him. Here they are weeping for him now. Amen. Amen. I just got to say they might have been time to you want to kill brother Danny. (laughs) Amen. Hey we didn't always agree. You stick around this thing. I don't always agree with myself. Amen. Amen. But when it comes down to the end of the day, we love each other. Hey, can I say this, church? Just I'm just going to say it anyway. We're family. Sometimes family, we, we get on each other's nerves. Amen. But at the end of the day, we're still family. Amen. And so through our disagreements, we still come together at the end of the day, sit down at the dinner table, pull up to the table and eat together. Don't let your disagreements hinder your worship. Amen. 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 The Bible says that Moses is... His, his natural force was not obeyed. The children of Israel wept for him. Verse number nine, Joshua the son of Nun was full of wisdom for Moses laid his hands upon him. The children of Israel hearkened unto him and he did as Moses commanded, as the Lord commanded Moses. There arose not a prophet since in Israel like unto Moses whom the Lord knew face to face in all the signs and wonders which the Lord sent him to do in the land of Egypt to Pharaoh and all of his servants and to all the land and in all the mighty hand in which great terror which Moses showed in the sight of all Israel. Now look with me in Joshua 1. Bible says, Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, under the land which I do give them, even to the children of Israel. He begins to go on. We may look at a verse or two in there. But God begins to give Mo, uh, Joshua instruction how to go forward in the midst of change. 
That's what I want to preach off. God help me. Father, I need your help right now just as much as I've ever needed. Lord, I trust you, God, in this moment, in this time. I pray for unction and anointing, God, for just a few minutes, God, to convey this simple thought, God, to the people. I pray you comfort their hearts, God, today. God, touch the dear family, God, and Brother Danny, each one of them, Miss Wanda, Colton, Lisa, Amy, Kevin, uh, Dwayne. God, I pray you touch Miss Marsh and Larry. God, I pray for the grandchildren. God, I pray for uh, Miss Maddie. God, touch each one of them. Lord, I pray in a special way. And God, do for us what we can't do for ourselves right now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Going forward in the midst of change. How many of you are old enough to realize that life is full of change? Amen. Amen. This was a great change for the children of Israel. Their leader, Moses, that God had used, he has died. Amen. And this, for the children of Israel, this was a time of great uncertainty. This was a time, no doubt, of doubt. This was a time of fear. Here they've come 40 years through the wilderness. There's no way that they can go back to Egypt. Egypt, it's already been eradicated from who they are. That's why God put them through what he did. And then they come to this place just right on the far side of Jordan. And they're getting ready to cross over to go into Canaan's land. And all of a sudden, Moses, their leader, is dead. Amen? But can I say this, that though the workman of God is dead, doesn't mean that the work of God ceases. Amen? Amen. Amen. Are you with me this morning? God used Moses right up to his death. That's the way I want to be. Look with me in verse number 7 to 34. It says Moses was 120 years old. His eye not dim, nor his natural force abated. Moses come up to his death, and he still had all the strength that he had. Spiritually speaking, that's the way I want to be. Amen. And that's the way Brother Danny was. Amen. He come up to the end of his days and spiritually he was just as strong or stronger than he had ever been. Amen. I told you the story Wednesday night how I went up there and, and I tried, I went up there to encourage him, purposed in my heart to encourage him and to lift him up. And little did I know before I, before we got done, he was encouraging me. Amen. That's the way he was. That's the way we ought to desire and pray and ask God to let us be. That though years and time and things may change in our life, that God would let us be stronger in our weakness than we've ever been. Amen. Amen. Moses came to this place. He died and the Bible speaks about Joshua being raised up. Let me say this about Moses. Verse number 10, the Bible says, There arose not a prophet since in Israel like unto Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. Now, Moses was a man that God had used tremendously. And though God was fixing to transition from working and leading the children of Israel from Moses to Joshua, Moses could not be replaced. You with me? Moses would never be forgotten. The Bible says, There arose not a prophet since then out of the Paul, out of John the Baptist, out of Peter, out of all those great New Testament saints that we read about, out of all the people that you know in this present day that are godly men and godly women, there has not arose a man like Moses since that day. He could not be replaced because God prepared him for a time. God prepared him for a specific purpose and Moses fulfilled that purpose. Amen. And then there's going to be a transition and God is going to roll that work right on, over onto another man. That's the way God works. Amen. There's changes in our life. And though sometimes the workmen change, sometimes the workmen, they disappear. They're not on the scene anymore. It doesn't mean that the work or the vision that God has given ceases. Amen. 
Sometimes a church may lose their pastor, but that doesn't mean that the vision of that church should change. Amen. The church is not founded upon a man. It's founded upon the man, Christ Jesus. Amen. If it's founded on a man, it'll fall when he leaves. But if it's founded on Jesus Christ, he'll never fall till he comes. Amen. Founded on a solid rock. We find that here Joshua is. Now I want you to notice something about Joshua. He was faithful. He was faithful like Moses was. Though he was behind the scenes, he was faithful like Moses was. In verse number one, he was Moses' minister. Essentially, he was the one that followed behind Moses and done all the little petty things that nobody else wanted to do. Amen. And that was the one that God chose to use. Amen. He didn't use Aaron for this. You with me? But he used Joshua. And then the Bible says God told Joshua this. He said, verse number two, Moses, my servant is dead. Now therefore arise. They were still land to be conquered. They were still work to be done. Can I say just a word here? I ain't going to preach long. Don't get nervous. Old Savannah Baptist Church, we're at a loss in one sense. But there's much work to be done. Amen. Brother Danny, he would tell me many, many times, He'd tell me time and time again, he'd look at me and he'd say, Preacher, we've got a lot of work to do. Amen. 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 He'd say, Brother, we've got a lot of work to do. Amen. So church, I'm going to look at you this morning. We've got a lot of work to do. Amen. 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 That work's still out there. Them lost sinners still need to be saved. They still need to hear the gospel. They still need to know what it's like for God to get moving in the service and people that ain't never cried before, all of a sudden they're crying. People that ain't never lifted their hands up, they're lifting their hands up toward glory. They still need to know what it's like for a church to sit on a hillside and be a lighthouse to a community. There's still ground to be conquered. There's still a community to win. There's still people that need the gospel preached. Amen. Amen. They still a community that needs to see people rejoice in their salvation, Amen. not drag around about it. Amen. 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 There's a lot of work to do, church. Amen. Land to be caught. So church, old Savannah Baptist Church, arise and go over this Jordan. Yes. Amen. Amen. Don't be satisfied dwelling in Beth Peor. Amen. Amen. There'll be a time of weeping. There'll be a time of heaviness. There'll be a time of mourning. Amen. But we cannot settle there. Amen. Amen. There is a time that we must arise and be about God's business. Amen. Amen. We find in that next few verses, God begins to give the formula for how to go forward in the midst of this type of change. He begins to remind Joshua in verse number five of Joshua one and five. He says, there shall not any man be able to stand before thee in all the days of thy life. Notice this, as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. Though the workman that God used had changed, the God that used him did not change. I'm glad this afternoon that the God that we serve is an immutable God, meaning that he does not change. He was in eternity past, he's in eternity present, and he will be in eternity to come. The God that empowered Moses, he is a God that is willing to empower Joshua. Ladies and gentlemen, the God that caused Danny Hall to stand up and say hallelujah. The God that caused him to stand up and began to clap his hands. The God that stirred him and moved him. The God that used him to run a 
across this stage and get this choir going. The God that, that, that was in Danny Hall that used him to say to sinners, you need to get saved by the grace of God. He is willing to impart that same unto you and unto me this morning. Hey, God knows the work's got to go on. And ladies and gentlemen, as God was with Moses, he will be with Joshua. Don't you ever forget, ladies and gentlemen, that this thing is a God thing. And God's willing this afternoon to take what he used us, used Danny for and taught us through him to impart and, 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 and drive us on because of that. Amen. Amen. Notice this with me. God began to encourage Joshua in telling him that the God that was with Moses, he said, I will be with thee. And he said, I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. He reminded Joshua and gave him a great promise in doing so. He said, Joshua, I, I can just hear this in my mind, it running back through, reading between the lines. Hey, Joshua, don't you remember when you, come, when you come to the Red Sea and Moses, there he is. Moses in himself has no power to part the Red Sea, but I worked through him and the Red Sea parted. And the children of Israel walked across on dry land. When it come over there to Kadesh Barna, when they come to the place that the children of Israel even turned against Moses, didn't I take care of him? Didn't I deliver him? And I will do the same for you. I will never fail thee and I will never forsake thee. Amen. Just as he had done for Moses. Amen. Then we find he gives him that great promise and he says this statement three times in this chapter. He says, Be strong and of good courage for unto this people thou shalt divide for an inheritance of the land which swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous. Then he goes on to say that thou mayest observe and do according to all thy law. Notice this. Which Moses my servant commanded thee. What he's saying right there is I use Moses to teach you some things. Amen. My mind through this week, and uh, if, if y'all get tired of hearing about Danny, I'm sorry. That's just where we're at. My mind began to roll back of all the things that God had taught me, and God used that man to do the teaching. You understand what I'm saying? God was the one that was wrote the textbook. Brother Danny was the one that delivered it. Amen. There was many things. When I come here as a pastor, as a young preacher, I was not a pastor. I still ain't a pastor. I'm, I'm trying to get there. Amen. Somebody say amen. It's the truth. But when I come here, I was a preacher, not a pastor. And Brother Danny, he began to get behind me in ways that I didn't even realize he was doing. And he began to help me, and it was God doing it, but God was using him to do it. Amen. Sometimes God just speaks to me, just me and him. And sometimes God uses people like you, people like Danny Hall, amen, amen. amen. That, that he uses to work through to teach us these great truths. God used Moses to speak the law of God on the children of Israel, amen. And Moses could not be forgotten. God put such a, uh, give him such an influence with those people because he needed that influence to be able to teach the truths that God had imparted unto him to teach the children of Israel. Yes. Amen. Amen. Are you with me? Amen. It was more than Mosesology. It was the law of God. Amen. But God used Moses as the mouthpiece. There's some things that Brother Danny has taught this church, Amen. taught this pastor, taught you guys, taught you young people, taught this choir, that even though he's not here, that still resounds in our hearts. Amen. Amen. And God is reminding Joshua 
to go on in the midst of change, you've got to remember what you've been taught. Amen. Amen. Don't try to go against the grain, friend. Amen. The tried and truth still works. And what God used that man to teach us, though he may not be here today, those truths still stand. Amen. Amen. He went on and God told Joshua this in the next few verses. He began to say, in the book of the law shall not depart from thy mouth. He began to tell him that that would make him, at the end of that verse, for time's sake, he said, that would make thy way prosperous and thou shalt have good success. He ended verse number seven by talking about not steering to the right or to the left, but staying the course, staying in line, he said, your way will be proper, and thou shalt have good success. Ladies and gentlemen, it is possible to have success in the midst of a time of change. God had given a promise. God had given a purpose, and God had a plan. God had enabled Moses. God enabled Joshua. And we find that as we look at this, God winds it up by saying, verse number nine, have I not commanded thee be strong and of good courage, neither be thou afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, Whithersoever thou goest. These few little truths, it might have just been for me this morning, but God reinforces his promises. What he said in verse number five, he reiterates it and adds to it in verse number nine to encourage Joshua to lead those people on so that they could conquer and do the work that God had put in their heart to do. Amen. Church. God has given us a Moses. That's the way I feel about it. Amen. God give us a man that he worked through. He wasn't the pastor. He wasn't even a preacher. But he was a man that knew the voice of God. He knew when God was in it. He knew when God wasn't. He knew when to speak. He knew when to shut up. He knew when to sing. He knew when it was preaching time. Amen. He knew, had, had great insight and great wisdom that could only come from God. And God used that man in our church. He could have went, God could have put him anywhere. Think about that. But he put him here. And God used him in a great way. And it would be easy in a time like this for the devil to get in the middle and come in and begin to sow seeds of doubt and discouragement, amen. amen, sow seeds of uncertainty and try to divide the congregation. I'm just going to be honest with you. But we got to remember what God's done for us. We got to keep our focus on the main thing, amen, and remember what God has used in the past to teach us through a man. Remember the mighty power that he worked through him. God can do it afresh and anew. There'll never be a Moses again. There'll never be another Danny Hall. We could have 4,000 people sitting in our church and there'd never be another Danny Hall. Amen. We got to look back and thank God for the memory. Thank God for the life. Thank God for the lessons that he taught us. And thank God for how God used him to make us who we are. I can lift my hand this morning and say, I would not be who I am right now if God had not used that man. And I, I venture to say, just in the last few days of listening to your testimonies, 
I venture to say probably 85% of this congregation this morning, you could lift your hand and say, I would not be who I am today if God had not used that man like he did. Amen. Amen. And I'm thankful for that. Now, the key to this thing is, I was thinking this morning, Hebrews chapter number 12 says, Wherefore, seeing we're compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. And it goes on. Let us lay aside every sin weight which do us sweet but says, running our race with patience, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. You're familiar with the verse. It starts out, seeing we're compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Yeah. Hebrews chapter number 11, it's summed up there. And I can see old Abraham and, and, and I can see Isaac and all those saints of God that are summed up in the hall of fame of faith. And I can see them leaning over the banisters of heaven and say, go on, boys. Go on, church. In the Word of God, there's only so much space, but I wonder if that was expounded upon. 2019, I wonder if there'd be another voice saying, go on, church. Go on for the glory of God. Go on. Great cloud of witnesses that God's given us. Not just people that we read about in the Bible. I believe them. I trust them. They're real. But God give us people that we literally stood face to face with, that we shook hands with, that we hugged necks, that we shed tears with and prayed prayers with. That are heroes in the faith. Amen. Old Savannah Baptist Church, let me leave this word with you and I'm done. Arise. Go over Jordan. Stand with me this morning. Maybe you're here. You've never been saved by God's grace. We're going to end the service with the entire church, if you'll come, and we're going to pray in the altar for the service tonight. But I want to do this first. If you're here and you've never been saved, would you come this morning? Would you come to Christ? Would you meet this blessed Savior that we sung about, that we spoke about? This one that has helped us and guided us, brought peace and joy in our lives. Would you slip out of your pew and come to this altar? These people here to take a Bible and point you to Christ. Would you come? Would you come? Yes, sir, brother. Yes, sir. Amen, bro. Yes, sir, brother. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen, brother. God bless your heart. Amen. All right, church. Everybody can and will. Let's come to the altar this morning. We want to pray for the service tonight, this afternoon. I want you to pray for every lost sinner that will be here this afternoon. I want you to pray for this dear family. I want you to pray for our church.
I want you to pray that God will move in this thing this afternoon in a great and a mighty way and that God will be greatly glorified. We're just going to close out the service in order of prayer. We get done praying, you're at liberty to go. Choir, if you're singing in the choir this afternoon, come back, be with us at 2.30. Be in the choir loft, be seated, and be ready to go. And church, if everybody in this, I need everybody in this building to be praying through the afternoon. Amen. Brother Ira Jones, will you lead us, sir?